Hammond Rolls, Hammond Rolls, Hammond Rolls. Welcome to the Hammond Rolls Show with your hosts, Josh Janis and Jared Bell. We bring awareness to the topics that we are thinking about, and hopefully everybody's thinking about just two monkeys rifting off each other, trying to learn what this whole crazy universe is about. Today's topic. So I'm actually very excited about this one, Josh. Did I, I think I just scared you with my voice. Okay. <laughs> I'll back up from the microphone a little bit. But, just a tad. Thank you. Um, you know, I, it's been coming out a lot more in, on TV shows and news. And if our objective is to figure out what's, you know, what's information that every human being should be aware of, you know, what the hell happens after death? You know, and in particular, I think that the question that I would like to, de- to debate today and, and, and uh, reflect on is, does your consciousness continue on after your body dies, to be more specific with the question? So you are thinking that consciousness is your life and the body is just a vessel for consciousness to express itself. And I think there's... Plenty of, uh, yeah, I think you got to stay right in front of it or Going something. Going out or something, yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. You just did something. All right. Um, we, we're not good at this yet. So. <laughs> Hammond rolls, Hammond rolls. <laughs> and we do have Hammond rolls. We did skip the mimosas today. We are uh, doing ketones in our tea. Exogenous ketones. Exogenous. I yeah. can't even pronounce the word. Yeah. But All right. So, yes, um, I think that is a good way to put it, Josh, in that uh, the knowledge and the information that that's pertaining to um the consciousness of, of the body is specifically saying that it's maybe not d- directly related to the brain mm-hmm. meaning that there is your vehicle is a vessel that holds this consciousness and i think as we debate this i think not only throughout thousands of years of of, of people dying people dying <laughs> <laughs> and coming back to life or, or even concepts such as re- resurrection so um but yes, I think that would be the, the, the topic of discussion. Why don't we start with something? I'm going to throw you for a loop here. Why don't we start with something, Jared, based on the reading and research that you have done, what is your opinion on what happens when we die? That is a great question. And I, of course, love to give my opinion, Josh. <laughs> um, here's the way I look at it is... Your body is, is, is filled with energy, right? We know this for a fact. There's atoms that have been around for thousands of years. Um, the same atoms that were in, you know, Muhammad and Jesus are with inside of you. We can prove these things. So what is that energy? Um, I like to relate the energy to call it the spirit side of things. Um, so basically there's this energy, call it your, your spirit, that's inside of you and uses the body as a vehicle in Reality, right? So, the where was I going with that? Um, the way that we can prove that there's a spirit is the, the the universal law of subject-object relationship. Meaning, when you're angry or you're unhappy, you're aware of it, right? So there has to be an observer. Um, meaning that you can't be aware of something unless something's observing it. So that spirit is observing. Call it your mind would be a way that I like to look at it. So. We know for the best of our knowledge, and obviously Hammer Rolls is about change, right? We're never going to say that anything is absolute because 10 years from now we could have new information and we could say, well, shit, we were wrong. So on the – what happens is that um, – Your opinion of what happens. My opinion of what happens, but Josh, I'm always right. 
He almost spit out his ketone tea. <laughs> he got me. He almost got me. Uh, wait, where's the, where's the little button thing? <laughs> See, we're getting good at this podcast yeah. shit. Um, so, basically, if energy can't be created or destroyed, when your body dies, it has to go somewhere. And if you look back to religions and, you know, a, a lot of the belief systems that have evolved throughout uh, humanity, um, they align with something leaving the body, right? So that would make sense. If there's just energy in us that's going to leave the body, call it your spirit, right? Your consciousness. And now we're getting to the point where, look, if you can look at the, the evidence of uh, near-death experiences, I think that's a great uh, would be a, a credible source uh, to, to interpret um, that there is these people that are clinically dead unequivocally are able to see and hear what is going on in our reality. And it's been going on for thousands of years that these, these consistent stories. So this energy, which seems to be conscious, leaves the body, right? So that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I got to be honest. I have no idea where you stand on it after all that. Really? <laughs> um, where, where, so, so give me a sentence or two as to what you, okay, so unfortunately, you know, Jared died an hour ago. Where, I'm still here. I was resurrected, Josh. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> all right, so it simply put, yeah, I know, I just kind of ran with that. Simply put that once the body, there's a, Consciousness is, is the energy inside of you, and the, the body is the vehicle that lives in, in this, this realm of reality that we exist in. Once the body dies, that energy leaves the body, but continues to be conscious in a realm that we're not aware of. Perfect. That, that is uh, much more clear and concise. Thank so you, now, I know, now I know where you stand. And now you guys know Josh's job. <laughs> <laughs> MyOdyssey.com, reach out to really you. Yeah. <laughs> so my opinion on death is much the same, actually. I believe that we are in a, we're in a place where we don't understand, and there are levels to all of these places. And I'm using places in a, a very loose term because oh, I won't even get into that. So I'm clear and concise. I, I do believe that we have an energy that, that is not destroyed when our physical body dies. And what happens to it after is a mystery. It's a mystery to not only us, but I think it's been a mystery to uh, those that came before us. And I think it's meant to be a mystery so we can enjoy this life. Is it really a mystery? A mystery would, would mean there's, do you mean by mystery, there's no con there's no evidence, there's no information where it's, we're just blind? Because I don't agree with that. I think there's tons of good I have no idea why that would be a mystery. A mystery is that we get information and we just don't know how to interpret it. Fair enough. That, that I agree with. Yeah. Otherwise, it would be a decision. It would be a, uh, like, uh, as we would look at a fact. But a mystery, we, we get all this stuff and we're just not sure because it doesn't line up with, with what we think that we know. Perfect. And my first squirrel of the show, Josh. All is, right, um, all right. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot. Oh, oh wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> that right. wasn't funny that until then. Yeah, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Now <laughs> it is. <laughs> Perfect. Um, <coughs> but 
in the beginning of the show, we were talking about, or the first episode, about knowledge versus awareness. And I, and I, and I have grown to believe that your point of view was, was better because awareness is really what we're after. We're, we're, we're trying to spread information to create more awareness in this world. Yes. So, awareness, is, awareness is the key. We cannot change anything that we are unaware of. Correct. So um, after that, Squirrel, I don't know where you want to go with this. I'm thinking, do we you want to beat up some of the information, the, the mystery of sure. what we know on this? Sure, yeah. I read some really interesting shit the other day, man. You know, it, it, I don't know if you took a look at that article I sent yeah. to you. You know, just to start with that one is, um, here, we know. Now, again, can this be disproven? Absolutely, anything can. But we know that when the brain dies, the cells continue to live. They die slower. So there's part of the body that is still, call it, living. After clinically, clinically meaning that the blood is stops flowing to the brain, there's no brain waves, and there's no breath. Okay, so what I'm hearing you say is let's, let's question what living is. So we have, we have an idea, by the way, that makes a big sound when you, like, no, no, listen, no. ready? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not as loud as my fart. No, that was ridiculous. <laughs> let's, not, <laughs> let's not do that again. Okay, so that's the first fart counter. If you're <laughs> counting out there, fart, go ahead and take a drink of mimosa. <laughs> okay, so what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, death. What is life? Mm-hmm. So uh, the way that we're measuring life is, is heartbeat and breathing and, uh, you know, amount of oxygen to the brain, et cetera, which would be blood and breathing. But we don't know, and I would actually, I shouldn't say we. I've never seen anybody explain what consciousness is in a way that makes sense with what we know of science. Well said, and I, and I think well, you're hold right. Hold on one we second, can, let me finish. So if you're listening to this, where does consciousness come from? We assumed, and we have been somewhat taught, that it comes from the mind, and it very well could, Realistically, when you look at how a mind works, we're looking at electric, uh, an electric system that is spreading information through synapses that we're not really clear as to how they conform and how they come together and how they do this information. And also, just because that happens, why would that relate to consciousness? Why would that relate to the fact that I'm sitting in a chair? Why, how, how does that translate into what we think of as a life. Great, great, great questions. And, and I think in the realm of what we believe, you almost have to redefine what you consider life. Because if, if consciousness is life, which I would consider consciousness being more of the living side, right, then we know consciousness, in my opinion, we, we have enough evidence to say that consciousness exists after death. Right, we might not be able to connect with them, but now you get into those whole yeah. mediums and those people that can connect with this alternative world. That's some interesting shit. But to define it, I think we should look at redefining what it means to to live. Now, living in in a state of reality is different than living in a state of consciousness. I had to burp. Yeah, yeah, I would have just burped. I couldn't. I couldn't. I tried. <laughs> Damn it! If Damn we it. don't have these squirrels, we. <laughs> Halfway intelligent. So <laughs> let's go back to that that idea. Yeah, I, I lost that. No, th- we were talking point. about redefining life, right? Yes. What we consider. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, so 
I think that consciousness is a gift that, that humans have in a way that is special. And that specialness gives us a collective egotistical view that our form of consciousness is the best form, the highest form. I've, for a long time, thought that everything has life. Uh, a comet in the universe that we think is just a rock. Not full of life. I'm not saying bacteria or anything like that. I'm saying the comet itself has a life. We just don't understand that life. We think that beca- because all we have is this consciousness that this has to be it. When realistically, that's a very egotistical way of looking Absolutely. at it. Absolutely. I mean, let's just lay down a, a, a simple fact of, of to show this. Um, if you put ultraviolet glasses on, the entire world looks differently than what you believe it is. That's right. There's animals that live in, the, in that realm. That's so right. just because what we use our senses to interpret doesn't mean that's the only thing that's going on. And there's plenty. I mean, I don't think we can argue the point that there's a lot of shit going on that we don't know about. Right. I mean, that's right. It's there. And, and I, I, we should associate that with consciousness as well. Let's let's just know. I, I, I don't know if there's I know there's not a universally accepted definition of consciousness. But let's, just for the, the purpose of the show, try to frame it the best we can. I'm, what does consciousness mean to you? Uh, Rene Descartes, I think, therefore I am. So consciousness is a validation of I am. So it's, it's an awareness? <laughs> you got to get the bucket drop or the, the mic drop. <laughs> no. that's, not a, that's not a mic drop. Consciousness. Consciousness. <laughs> That's super G. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, I guess to me, um, not in such a mystical term, your consciousness, you know, you can call it your... Mystical? I am? That's, I am. That's your validation of I am? That's, I not am mi- that's not mystical. Have, have that's you just heard of this concept? Do you think anybody's going to get what the hell I am? <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah, mystical. Mystical. <laughs> All right. Mystical. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, I think I saw something. I thought it was super simple, and you're like... Nobody's going to get I am. I am. <laughs> I think it's therefore I am. So awareness, right, is, is uh, I would say the, the simplest term that's, that's most universal to describe it. But technically, I think it's the, the brain's – now, this would be interesting because if you consider consciousness, the brain's ability to absorb and analyze information, creating awareness about it, is it really the brain? Because what if you have consciousness after you die? Yeah, and I, I think that's the that's the, the issue. So we, we're going back to a definition of consciousness, and and so that's mine. Do you have a, a varying degree of consciousness? Awareness. Yeah, that would be my simplest way to put it. Awareness. Okay, and, and awareness of what what is what are we being aware of? Everything that you're aware of. Yeah. So I think there's a very good argument to be made that what we are aware of, we're creating. In a certain sense, and yeah. so like, uh, and what creates it? I would say a lot of it's the knowledge, the information that is. you obtain, right? You process. Because if you think about it, we're we're always everything that we see, touch, hear, smell, taste, is in the past. If you if you break down time, it's always in the past. There's a certain amount of time that it takes me to to see you, and we're just processing it and and putting it into our computer, 
and saying, if, is this normal or not? Here's an interesting thought. Is there a level of consciousness that we're not even aware of? Are there levels to consciousness? Meaning your consciousness when you're in this body is going to be different than your consciousness when you're not in this body. I, I would assume that, but even when you're in this body, right? And, and I, I talk about the logical mind versus emotional mind quite a bit. Did you time this shit? What's that? Did you time this? Yeah, it times it for us. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got 14 right. minutes We got left. fancy equipment. I'm in Squirrel. the middle of a statement. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just goes, did you time this shit? I don't want to hear this anymore. We're done. <laughs> and, and that screwed up my statement, you son of a gun. Son of a gun, like this is a PG show. Fuck that. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> C3, this one's for you. Um, what was I going to say? Blank it. We were talking about the different levels of consciousness. Um, yes, yep. we were. Yep. And then you wanted to know how much time was left. And it screwed up my whole thought. Fucked your shit up. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll take responsibility, too. I should have had more uh, strength in my mind. Oh, yeah. Logical mind versus emotional mind. There it is. Uh, so we are very unconscious of how our emotional mind works. So our logical mind is, okay, one plus one equals two. That makes sense. We're making decisions or we think we're making decisions, but our emotional mind is that mind that immediately gets mad when somebody cuts us off, gives us that impulse to have a cigarette when we're stressed out. I could really go for one right now. Yeah, I'll bet you can. <laughs> uh, those things are our emotional mind, and those decisions, those little decisions take up approximately 95% of your day. So we are, when we talk about consciousness, we haven't even talked about that yet, but I think it's important to, to term what is living and consciousness certainly is a part of that. But when we go, uh, damn it, I said um again. Now I'm oh yeah, we're supposed to not say ums. Yeah. <laughs> um. uh, so when we go to that emotional mind, we're not conscious we're not, we're not using the prefrontal cortex. We are using our mammalian brain that's, that's dictating the vast majority of our decisions. So are we, are we conscious of that? Are we, I mean, that's a really tough question to say. Well, rephrase that one again. Okay. I, I would have, so uh, somebody squirrel. cuts you off in traffic. Your immediate impulse is to get angry, and you flick the person off. Were you conscious of that decision? I got where you're going with this. Um, but and can you be conscious of it, right? Can you catch yourself ahead of time? Yeah. So, uh, you know, this goes back. This goes into my expertise of habits, and the answer is you can never break a habit. You can build over it. So, I'll give you literally a real time example from yes, no, Friday, two days ago. It was somebody cut me off, and my initial impulse was like "fuck that," and I got angry. It a split second later. My logical mind is like, oh, he's probably having a bad day. Just, just release it. So I still have that programming that I should get angry for whatever reason, whatever happened in the past. It's still there. It's just that I've built over it so nicely that I can catch it very so quickly. So do you believe that? Uh, this is off topic a little bit, but do you believe that that programming can ever be removed? No. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, not, not removed, but it can be built over so much that you don't have to you're not conscious of it almost? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But given the right circuit, that's why AA, you're always recovering. Oh, oh. That's the exact reason. Oh, that's, a, that's a really interesting topic. So maybe we'll do that not during death. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so we've, we've, spent, we've spent over half the episode talking about, talking about consciousness. And, and the reason we're talking about consciousness is because of life. life what is life? Life is a, a consciousness, and we've determined that 
that consciousness for now, we'll just say happens in our body because there is your body could just be a receiver for consciousness from something else. Yeah, but we don't know where it comes we, from. We don't know where we it comes from. Don't yeah. know. Nobody's really even close to that one. Correct. So, so let's, you know, let's, we've defined this stuff now. <laughs> Granted, it took a while to get there, but hopefully that was entertaining. <laughs> uh, so now that we have that, we have what life is, what happens to that let's life? Let's talk about what we know. Yeah, let's ha- what happens to so that life after that? something really interesting that, um, that I, I'm pretty sure is a, a new study and was in that article I sent to you. Um, maybe should I, should we just reference that? I don't know. Should I reference it? You're absolutely good if you want. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll get there in a second, but, you know, I'm going to distract myself. While you talk, I'll find it for you. All right. So the, one of the, the big takeaways that, that I had in reading that article was that, let's say when all brain activity stops, right, and you're clinically dead, the part, there is a part that they have confirmed um, of the brain that continues to uh, be active, and it's the part of the brain that controls consciousness. I mean, fuck, right? I mean, that shit, that, that tells you something. I ain't saying what it tells you, but, I mean, that's some good information. Here's your article. Um, this article was in the Ranker, and its study reveals that after you die, your conscious longing, your conscious long, I can read, Josh. <laughs> your con- that's the wrong fucking <laughs> Get your buttons Jerry right, dog. <laughs> I don't re- yeah, this is the crickets, right? Okay, all, all right. right, all right sorry. So you're conscious long enough to actually know you're dead. So if we know that the part of the brain that controls consciousness, consciousness continues after you're clinically dead, and then you couple in all these near-death, you know, experiences, like how can you even, even try to de- – I mean, and – let me give you one determining factor I use a lot on everything, Josh, is that if the idea has been around for over a thousand years and has remained consistent, there's credibility to it. I, I think when you can't prove things scientifically, um, that is, that's kind of a standard that I put in place in my life on, on how to uh, gauge information. Not saying what it is, but look, people have been talking about ghosts and witches for thousands of years. I don't know what the fuck it is, but you can't tell me there's nothing there, dude. Not the same people, but making up the same stories and all different, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Man, that's a tough one because uh, a thousand years, a year, a day, I don't know that that adds credibility. Like, I know, let's, let's take a, let's bring it back a little bit. I know some older people, maybe 70, 80 years old, that are dumb as rocks. And then I meet people that are 12 years old that are wiser than me. Well, so let's not let, credibility no, no, of information. No, no, no. Let me, yeah, let me finish. There's a. This is my analogy. This is my metaphor. We're not here to listen to you. We're here to listen to you. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> our, our, uh, I, I can see some eyes rolling over there in the stands. <laughs> Get your I buttons de- right. I need to hit the different button. Damn it! That's what I. We're here. To, say that again. You're here to listen to Jared. <laughs> anyway. Longevity doesn't equal wisdom. You have to be on the search for knowledge and develop the wisdom to use that knowledge to, to be credible. So what I'm saying is that just like it is with people, it is with cultures and societies and us as human beings. So 
I don't look at something that, okay, it's been around for 2,000 years or, or millennia or, or something that it just naturally has to be. No, that's not what I was saying either. Though. The length is a period of time as long as the information has been consistent. I'm not just saying somebody said the same stupid thing for 1,000 years makes it right. But if the call it details, right, the, the data has been consistent. How do you know something's been consistent? Just be, I mean, the game of telephone, you don't know. You don't know what's consistent. That's why we have research, right? Clinical trials, studies. Right? And that's all. That, those clinical styles and studies and things that happened 1,000 years ago or 10,000 years ago, all those things are based on the knowledge that they have then. Sure. And, and I mean, this could get into religion certainly very easily. Let's not go there right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. All, right. <laughs> all right, so back to whatever the hell we were talking about. Death. Death. Yep, death. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so... Shit, where were we? Uh, well, <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the facts of what we know. Right. <laughs> Every time there's a blank, I'm just gonna hit that button. That's the right button. That's the only, that's the right button. I don't know what the other ones do. But. So what what do we what do you think we know? Like what 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 would you say from your Josh's um, uh, very analytical uh, mind? Where you know I think I'm more willing to accept. Like what would what would resonate with you as a statement that could be said factually? There's one statement that resonates as true. I got a hundred. That uh, that resonate as true in every sense, and that is uh, Socrates saying, uh, "The only thing I know is I know nothing." The interpretation. But we got to get past that. We got to at least lay down some. No, I don't think you do. I don't. I don't think you do because you have people. You I don't talk think about I, that no, that no, say I know nothing. No, no. no, no. <laughs> but that's but that's the brilliance of it. The brilliance of it is you have people like you that are willing to. To say, well, no, now we know this and we can move on. And that progresses, but that also can translate into a thousand years of bullshit, right? If, if it was all people like you, and I'm, again, I'm giving you credit. I, I hope no, it's not no, coming no, off. No, I'm hearing like, exactly what you're saying. Fuck you. But you need, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right button. <laughs> but you need people like me to, to challenge what you think that you know, right? So you need... We're all part of the same organism, and we all have a different way of, of viewing these things, and, and that's important. So you ask me what I think is true. The only thing that I think is true is that, that we don't know anything. Fair enough. Let me rephrase the question. What would you think is the most likely information we know that is accurate about what happens after death? After death? Yeah. I think the most likely is, is from a physics term, I think that – Energy is neither created nor destroyed. And therefore, we, ha- we certainly, as certain as we can be in the way that you're thinking about things, we certainly have an energy to us. And that energy is in this vehicle. And what happens when, you know, what happens when we get out of like a car as a vehicle? Well, something else. Life continues on. And, and that's why it was important for us to define what life is. I believe that there is a life after this, and whether that be in a different dimension, whether that be in a heaven, whether that be uh, in a universal way, I, I don't know that, but uh, that would be my synopsis of the question that you're asking. I think that's a good response. You know, I read once that the, the potential energy in, in your body has the ability to light up New York City for three weeks. The potential energy? The potential yeah, energy. I, I would, <laughs> based on how much energy is in an atom, I would say that's low. Yeah, 
Actually, that's what I was kind of thinking. There's a lot of atoms in me, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of atoms in me. Yeah. Not just one or two. But, yeah. if, you're, if you're listening to this, he really likes guys named Adam. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you got the right button. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're kind of coming up on our 30-minute time here, even though I don't really give a shit if we, you know. Well, let's, let's try the 30 minutes. Let's put these out and see how people respond, and then we can make a change based on information. Uh, and, and, you know, as, as people start to hear these, what we're, we're not saying we're experts at this. You know, we want to start bringing in experts, you know, to really start dialing in on this. Yeah, if experts want to talk to our monkey ass. I think more importantly, just awareness of, of these different deep types of thoughts. And, and Jared and I both have different points of view, and neither one is right, neither one is wrong. The it's truth just is always in the middle, Josh. Unless it's not. <laughs> Unless it's not. Unless we don't even know what the middle is. <laughs> Here, one other, one other interesting thing that I, I did take away from, I, I don't know if it was that article or not, but the, the brain dies slower than the heart. Right, so there's still something going on. You know, I think that's another piece of information that there's activity. Right, it just doesn't end well, there. Well, I mean, that would make sense because the heart is pushing the, the food for the brain, and it takes time for that food to go into nothing. So. There's even evidence that cells multiply after you die. So that means it's growing. Well, that's fucking interesting. I, I don't know that multiplicity exactly means that you're growing, but that would be interesting. Okay. Maybe not the growing word, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's something. Hey, look, it just doesn't. Yeah, and, and, you know. and I think what's what's more fascinating with uh, something like that is is the time aspect. Like so, so if that is three seconds, three seconds to a hummingbird is different than three seconds to us is different than three seconds I to a sequoia tree. Really time is, does time even exist? Uh, that's and, and that's why that's why that would be interesting in how we view life. But all right, I digress. Well, any final thoughts here, Mr. Joshua? My final thoughts are: death is a gift. Death allows us to have some urgency in going out to live life. So go fucking live your life. Don't be scared of things. Just go live. Let me try to summarize mine. Um, ditto. Perfect. Hammond rolls. Hammond rolls. Hammond rolls. Hammond rolls. Hammond rolls. <laughs>